Hey y'all, you are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit, but from the homie perspective, somebody that's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl. We are back with another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. Now, before we get started, y'all know I can't do any podcast episode without thanking you all for listening. So thank you for listening, boo-boo. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land, you choose to leave me your ears once a week for about an hour or so, and I hello appreciate it. One thing I didn't realize while doing this podcasting marathon, since I've been doing it since January 2nd, and another thing I didn't realize while doing this podcast for the past four and a half years is that I forgot, and I apologize, I forgot that the listeners, my tribe out there that's listening in other countries outside of America, outside of Canada maybe, y'all may not know what boo means or boo-boo or boo-thang, what that means. So I'm going to tell y'all real quickly what that means. Boo, boo boo-thang, and boo-boo, like I say, Those are terms of endearment used to identify a person that they love, care about. Sometimes it can be a romantic interest. It depends on who you're referring to. So in this case, I'm using it in a term of endearment as I'm greeting a friend or a loved one because I fool with y'all. Y'all listen to me. So I love y'all for supporting and tapping in with me and interacting with me. So y'all are my boos, my boo-boos, my boo-things. So on the flip though, because, you know, I'm, I'm black, so you know, there's African-American, I'm black American, so there's African-American vernacular English, which is basically how we talk as black people here in America. Um, we also can use that in a form of sarcasm. So it can be like, nah, boo, you tripping. Or no, you got, no, 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 boo, that's not what I meant, boo. So it can kind of get sarcasm, it can kind of get, you know, assertive, but that's not the that's not the tone in which I'm using it. Um, yeah, so just just letting you know. Um, I'm just saying that for clarification because I've tried, I've seen other people use vernacular English, African-American vernacular English, and they butcher it and it's terrible. And, you know, so I'm just giving context so you don't think I'm calling you something that is negative um, because I do understand cultural language barriers and differences. Sometimes it can lead to miscommunication. So boo-boo is a good thing. Boo. Okay, boo thing. So with that being said, I want to talk about something that I did on January, no, not January, no, no, no. Last day of December, December 31st, it was a shady, petty truth about the Gregorian calendar episode because the Gregorian calendar that we follow, which goes from January 1st to December 31st, that has a really shady, petty history behind it Um, when it comes to how the calendar was created, who did it, how it was modified, who was going to adopt it, who wasn't. Daylight savings time is coming up at 2 a.m. on Sunday, the 14th of March, and again, it's the same issue. Well, not quite as shady, but it's definitely like kind of petty at this point because it's outdated. So I wanted to compile a little bit of notes to get some clarity on what's going on. I want to share that with you all so that if you're having a, an issue with struggling with time and why you're always not on people's time, that episode about the shady petty truth about the Gregorian calendar, that was about if you're not aligning with the January through December calendar. This is if you're not even aligning with the day, the hour the hours and why it always seems off. It might be because you might not be aligned with the daylight savings time or just how they how they calculate it to begin with. Because again, man, humans are always putting their hands and stuff. So in this case, that man was Benjamin Franklin. So let me get my water because I don't know how long this episode is going to be. And we going to talk. 
Okay, so I decided just to kick some facts, right? So basically, Benjamin Franklin, yes, that Benjamin Franklin, he was the person that started this whole concept of quote-unquote daylight savings time back in 1784. He had an essay called An Economical Project. But the person who gets most of the credit for it now is named George Husband. He's an entomologist from New Zealand. And in 1895, he proposed a two-hour time shift so that he would have more after-work hours of sunshine to go bug hunting in the summer. <sighs> so basically, people are playing with time for their own personal agendas. We hate to see it. Now, for those who don't know what an entomologist is, an entomologist is basically a person who studies zoology um, concerning with bugs. So a bug guy, and no, and no disrespect to the entomologists and the bug enthusiasts out there, but this man literally just wanted to go outside in New Zealand to go look at bugs and hunt them in the summer. And that's why he wanted a two-hour increase for him, not for nobody else. According to what I'm looking at, this man wanted this all for him. Ooh, boy, that's selfish. <laughs> so going back to Benjamin Franklin. So basically, back in, back in what, 17... 84, he was so excited at his quote-unquote discovery that the sun provides light as soon as it rises. So he just decided to be the one that just automatically wants to take credit for the sun rising and providing sunlight. Who is the audacity for me? <laughs> oh my goodness. So the whitewashing of history has just started. This has just always been something. People just take common concepts and just want to claim them. Like, oh, it's me. Whew, man, we really hate to see it. Anyway, um, <laughs> they ignored Benjamin Franklin until about maybe about 100 years later. And, um, and it looks like they ignored George Hudson, too. But I will say at least Benjamin Franklin's whole reason for wanting to do this was more about taking advantage of extra evening daylight versus wanting to spend two extra hours to go do something that he want to do. So even though it's the audacity for me, it's still, ooh, man, that George Huston was on some completely other stuff. So this just kind of goes to our whole, why we just are in such an outdated way of doing things here in America, because our eight hour work day, if I remember correctly, was based on farming, like the farming structure of how everyone was making a living school. Same thing. If I'm wrong, please correct me. I don't mind being wrong. But the whole daylight savings time, this is how new it is. It didn't come back up until World War One, So that's like uh, 1916, something like that around that time as a way to say, quote unquote save energy. And that's just really interesting how man can dictate what energy is and what it isn't based on a sunrise and a sunset. They decide to determine how to save energy and do things. Um, and I think the reason why, at least from that war perspective, from what I'm reading here, is that they wanted people to spend more time outside and less time inside with the lights on and therefore conserve electricity. For Again, but then it gets even more weird because they say that that was only done during the summertime. Um I don't, I don't, this just, it don't make sense. Anyway, in 1918, the law to quote unquote save daylight... <laughs> There's a law that dictates daylight. <laughs> this is comical. We are really on some other stuff here in America. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So anyway, um, that was passed in 1918. But after the war, state governments were left to decide whether they wanted to continue with the time change. 
And the law resurfaced after World War II. But again, you know, they left it up to the states. Some states kept it and some abandoned it. And that's the problem that we're dealing with now. Some states do certain things a certain way and other states don't, which means there isn't really a United States if things are not done in a united front, don't you think? We're united in terms of like being grouped together, but in terms of actually doing the exact same things, like I'm in California. So California does things differently than my home state of Georgia, which does something differently than Florida, which does something differently than Texas, which does something differently than New York. So everybody kind of has their own way of doing things. And daylight savings time is that as well. There are actually some states that do not celebrate daylight savings time. <laughs> this is, this is crazy. Okay. So basically, Hawaii said, nope, we're not doing that. Arizona said, nope, we're not doing that either. Now, the territories, uh, Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, Guam, American Samoa, they also do not observe daylight savings time. So when everybody's springing forward and, and, and falling back, they're like, okay, same time tomorrow? <laughs> same time tomorrow, y'all. Same time tomorrow. We'll do it again tomorrow. They're not even tripping. They're not even worried about that. Meanwhile, everybody's worried about their clocks and showing up to work late. It's just, it's to me, this, this sounds like it's a human manipulation of people's ability to grasp a concept of time. And it really sucks because <laughs> people are literally having problems with adjusting because a person, a human, an imperfect, flawed human told them that this is the best time for them to take advantage. Wow. In this entire society, it, it, it kind of ebbs and flows based on that. Well, in most of the states, except two. <laughs> so it's just really crazy how this works. <laughs> A lot of man-made interference here on the journey of self-betterment and self-discovery. <laughs> so anyway, this is really comical because the more we get on this journey, we start finding out the truth about the stuff that we were fed as truth. You start realizing this is just a crock of mess. But um, Germany, though, Germany actually um, did daylight savings time in May 1916 in order to conserve fuel during World War One. The rest of Europe came on shortly afterwards. And then again, like I said, 1918, that's when the United States adopted this. Um, and to me, it just sounds like it was really about war. It's, again, I, I don't mind being wrong. I would love for a history major to educate me on this. But it just sounds like they did it simply because of the war. Um, hmm. I got my own comments on that, but they tried to do it again and keep it after World War One ended. Um, they tried to make it seem as if daylight savings time was going to help farmers so they wouldn't farm in the dark. But the farmers were like, "Nah, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a myth. Um, so what else? Yep, I was. Yeah, I guess my theory was right here. So on February 9th, 1942, President Franklin Roosevelt He's called daylight savings time. He might, he wanted to make it year round. So mind you, this is less than a hundred years ago, y'all. 1942, Frank, Fra President Franklin Roosevelt called daylight savings time wartime. And that was every day. That was all year. So again, we have man, humans, um, basically dictating what he, <laughs> this is wow. So they're basically telling you when you can go outside and, and what's, what basically is, the proper way to observe time. Shameful. Um, hmm. So all the states and the cities were arguing. 1966, that is when they did the Uniform Time Act. So they basically said, look, any state that's going to do daylight savings time, um, y'all need to do a uniform protocol where y'all dictate when it starts and when it ends. 
Um, and at that point, they said they were going to do it the first Sunday of April and then end on the last Sunday of October. Um, and then in 2007, they changed that again, which basically um, makes it, if I remember correctly, the the second Sunday of March and then the first Sunday of November. So they switched that up. Um, again, fewer than 40 percent of the world's countries observe daylight savings time. So it sounds like that's just something we do in the West. The West is always the person that got to do stuff different. I don't know why that is, but it is what it is. Um, But from a scientific perspective, though, the days get longer as Earth moves from winter to spring and summer. And then, you know, the longest day is on summer solstice. Um, And during the summer, in every hemisphere, um, Earth... I don't know if y'all know, but it revolves on its axis at an angle. It's tilted directly towards the sun. There's a, so there's more sunlight. So the region that's farthest away from the equator and closer to the poles get most benefit like us because there's a more dramatic change in the sunlight. And then those, um, well, I mean, I, I would say those don't, but I mean, it's only 40% or less of the countries in the entire world. And that's a lot of countries. Matter of fact, how many countries? I know it's a lot. Hold on. It's hundreds, but I want to make sure I get this right. How many countries are there? I'm Googling this right now. It's 195 countries. At least according to this. Let me double check. No, they're saying, yep, okay. They're saying 195. Oh, wait. But there is a country code that's saying 249. Hmm. We're going to roll with 195. More, more answers are saying 195. So anyway, there's 195 countries, right? Less than 40%. Let's just make it a clean 40%. 40% of 195 is 78. So there's nothing but 78 or less damn countries in the world that only celebrate or, or acknowledge or observe daylight savings time. This is a lot. I know we talked about the Gregorian calendar and how certain countries jumped on the bandwagon there. This is something that the world, the majority of the world do not care about. They're like, whatever. But the countries that care apparently um, have used it for wartime more than anything else. At least that was the primary motivating factor once it actually got adopted. So they really ignore Benjamin Franklin and George Hudson for at least 100 years. But once it got the popping off with the war, they were like, okay, let me, well, maybe we probably do need to go ahead and do some adjustments. That is crazy. It's crazy how warfare will make you start reevaluating things such as how you even do your day. That is interesting. Then they try to make it sound like, you know, oh, we can save energy. They tried to do some tests and trials and studies. That bombed. That was a theory that was cute in practice, but not in application. So that did not work. <laughs> this, this is comical. This is like, this is hella trivial <laughs> because unfortunately, people's entire psyche sometimes are dictated by something as simple, quote-unquote simple, as daylight savings time. Yet, it's a man-made thing that was really served um, or really designed to serve a purpose that doesn't even positively affect the human psyche. Warfare does not positively affect the human psyche out here in the West. We can't even barely work. We don't even we we don't even have basic resources that get around to everybody to where everybody is able to live decently, not even comfortably, bare minimum. We have a problem with getting bare minimum resources out here. So it's really crazy how, you know, people was really making this whole thing about daylight savings time a thing. And people now are still having trouble adjusting to that. And, and the inability to manage that 
affects their mental health. And that's 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 crazy to me. Not them, because it's not their fault. Our systems here create these circumstances. And yet we have to adjust. It's very interesting how that works. Another person's dictation of what works for them or what best works for a country in a circumstance over 100 years ago must be the best tool for everybody in this country to use. That is so funny to me. And when I say funny, I mean not funny at all. It's really ironic how we have to break out of systems that are dictated for us by people um, who... (laughs) Anyway, let me move forward. So most of Europe, they have their thing called summertime. That starts the last Sunday of March. And then that ends the last Sunday of October. But from what they're saying here, according to this article on Live Science, they're saying that even the European Union might end up ending that too. Um, As people, I think they surveyed, what, almost 5 million people, 84% of them was like, we don't like this. (laughs) Let's get rid of it. So they might get rid of it too. Um, Let's see, United Kingdom, same thing. They also follow it. Australia, New Zealand, South America, and Southern Africa. They also um, do their own version of daylight savings time in the Southern Hemisphere, but that's more so during December, no, excuse me, not December, September through November, and then they move it back around March or April. So everybody is kind of just on their own time. It's not even uniform with the countries that do decide to observe it. Um, Oh, it gets more messy. Okay, well, Australia. Um... Some of them celebrate and some, not celebrate, some of them observe and some of them don't. This is a mess. Okay, look, you know what? I think I'm done here with these notes because all it's going to do is continue to illustrate. Yes, I threw those papers. I don't know if y'all heard them. All it's going to illustrate to me is that man interferes with a lot of naturally occurring things. And that's something that we need to take account of when we are dealing with things in our lives that seem to be out of our control because we can't adjust. I think that it would better serve us. And when I say us, I mean myself included because I'm never above my own advice. When I'm struggling with something now, I look at the systems that create these circumstances. I look at myself first, yes, but then I also determine, is this a reaction from the system that has created the circumstances that I'm dealing with? And if so, how can I best adjust within this system? Now knowing that it's not all me and it's not my fault. It's the fact that I'm reacting to a system that's put in place that that was never really fitting to begin with. You have states that don't even use this. So I can basically, so come on Sunday, like it's really a situation where if I'm calling the Virgin Islands, it's a four-hour difference and not a three-hour difference, all because somebody said so. That is crazy to me. So I feel like this, right? The way I best navigated with Daylight Savings Time is that I, I, I do have to deal with it, obviously, because the entire country, for the most part, does observe Daylight Savings Time. So when they say be there at five o'clock, you got to be there at five o'clock or else you're late. So I understand, you know, having to follow certain systems within, you know, it it is what it is. I mean, if your job is telling you be at work at eight o'clock, you have to be at work at eight o'clock unless you want to find another job, which is completely up to your discretion. But in terms of productivity and things like that, I feel best when the sun is up for productivity. When it's, you know, the sun is down. I love to relax when the sun is down. So for me, I like to... 
Well, except on the weekends, cause I like to go hiking and stuff like that. And you like to do, you know, I like to hike in the daytime. But when it comes to actually governing like the business aspect, for me, I realize that sunlight is when I get a lot of good work done. Um, at least like, you know, job stuff. And then when it comes to creative stuff, I do best at that at night because for me, I'm able to unwind. I don't have to worry about any kind of obligations in between the daytime hours that I have to work. So that's just about how I've been navigating through it. And it's helped me a lot. But I do know that sometimes people have their own rhythms and they have to honor that. So I just feel like honor your rhythms, right? Because they're going to change. I've had times where I've had nocturnal situations too, where I just kind of create best between... 12 and 3 in the morning. So it happens like that. But just honor your internal rhythm. But remember, like, to not forget any obligations you may have on these other folks' rhythms. So that's basically what I'm saying with this episode. You got to, yeah, honor your rhythms too, but just make sure you do your best to find a harmony with the rhythms that have been dictated to us by other people. That is crazy. But anyway... So that's this episode. It's, it sounds confusing, and it is, because we live in a paradox, a paradoxical system, hypocritical system, a contradictory system, where we make it seem like it's well put together, but it actually isn't once you start doing your research and your history. And that's a beautiful yet very ironic thing about humans, myself included. We're very flawed. And um, I think recognizing the flaws is the first step with learning how to navigate with the flaws. But it gets a little tricky when we deal with the flaws of others. And I don't have an answer for you with that because only you are going to know what's best for you. But I will say that I feel confident in saying that understanding the flaws in others and the systems created by a whole bunch of flawed people, maybe that can give better clarity as to why we struggle sometimes within these same systems. But at the same time, whether you want to win or be successful in the system is up to you. So um, you have to figure out how to do that if that's what you want to do. So with that being said, y'all, that was today's episode. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at Spiritual Homegirl. I'm on Patreon at Spiritual Homegirl. Just dropped that Pisces Sun Sign Challenge yesterday. Uh, I dropped two tips in 48 hours. So we're going to do one more and then we're going to wrap up for every season. Tears only start at $7 a month, which is 23 cents a day. Very, very affordable if you have it. And when I say affordable, I mean it's cheaper than weed, it's cheaper than liquor, and it's cheaper than Starbucks. So if you have um, an extra $7 to spare... Definitely tap in with your girl once a month. I would love to see you. So um, you can do that at Patreon forward slash spiritual homegirl. Let me see. I got some Patreon members I want to go ahead and, um, and shout out real quick. Let me see where they at. So again, shout out to my Patreon crew. Leslie Fender, Tia Crosby, Maria DeMacos, Tiffany, Jessica Guevara, Corey G, Kenyana, and Uyen Skybu. Hey, booze. Thank y'all for tapping in on the Patreon. I hope y'all enjoyed the Sun Sign Challenge. Um, shout out to those that just signed up. I really appreciate that. And um, if you want to sign up for Tribe Letter, it goes out every Monday. I've been doing some reminder emails um, that's been coming out this week to remind people of the podcast. Um, let me know if those are working out for y'all. You know, I'm just trying something new. But if you want to sign up, you can do so in my show notes here on this episode. Just click the link or you can go to spiritualhomegirl.shop. While you're there, you know, you can go ahead and Shop around if you like, get some crystal infused aromatherapy and um, some shirts, hoodies, you know, the whole nine. Um, you can do that again at spiritualhomegirl.shop. If you want to sign up for my text club, you can text homegirl10. Yes, all one word, homegirl10 to uh, 81493. Again, text homegirl10 to 81493. Get you a 10% off discount for joining at the homegirl store if you want to, if um, you want to save some money. 
And um, yeah, I think that's it, everybody. I just wanted to, oh, Clubhouse. Don't forget to sign up for Clubhouse if you're not on there. Uh, get you somebody to get you some invites because I am out of them. I've been giving them all out. So if you have um, a Clubhouse name, definitely tap in. I'm, I'm Spirit Home Girl on there. My clubs are Make Peace with the Day and um, Spiritual Home Girls. So tap in. Every Saturday, I do a club with Amina, who is Amina Austin, who is a um, crystal reader, crystal healer. Um, crystal jewelry maker, crystal expert. And we talk about crystals every Saturday. And, um, you know, there's been some cool things that Amina has done. She's done crystal prescriptions. She answers all questions about crystals. Um, we have different topics. We talked about how to spot fake crystals, protection crystals, cleansing crystals, crystals for the heart um, and for love. That was our last week topic. So definitely tap in. Don't sleep. We out here doing a lot of stuff, okay? So with that being said, y'all, this has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. My name is Maria. And remember, trust the journey, trust yourself, and find harmony between the internal rhythm and this, this systemic rhythm, um, no matter how contradictory it is, as best you can until change comes. All right. Love y'all. Peace. This episode has been produced by producer extraordinaire Jason Trachademics Valerio. 